0: PureWow presents Stream On, your weekly download of TV and streaming news and reviews.
1: And now, your hosts Phil Mutz, PureWow's VP of News and Entertainment, and Rachel Golmi, PureWow's Managing Editor of Branded Content. Oh my God, Rachel! <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is our
1: first ever episode of Stream On. Yes. How excited are you?
0: I am pumped.
1: I am so ready to talk with you about all things television and movies, but just hey to everybody out there. Thanks for tuning in to our very first episode of Stream On. I'm Phil Mutz, and I have watched every episode of The Office at least 10 <laughs> times, so I've probably helped pay for Steve Carell's third house.
0: Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Goldmay. Uh I, too, and <laughs> I have an unhealthy obsession with The Office. I actually took this BuzzFeed quiz about like the dinner party episode, which obviously, Phil, I know you know what that is, uh-huh. and it was just about all the little details, and I got 100% on it, so I don't know if I should be proud or embarrassed, but needless oh, to say, wow. I think should, I'm proud.
1: Should we just scrap this whole thing right now and just do an <laughs> office
0: podcast? I mean, we might have to do a spinoff or something.
1: <laughs> uh, we've got a lot to get to today, Rachel. We have Renee Zellweger, like you've never seen her before.
0: The movie that'll have you questioning any meatball you ever eat.
1: The actor who ruined Batman ruins another movie.
0: And while you'll never listen to jazz music the same way again.
1: Oh, I hate jazz music. So (laughs) I don't know what you're even hinting at, but whatever it is, I can't wait to talk about it.
0: (laughs) So let's start off with the news. This just in. This week's streaming news.
1: The 94th Annual Academy Awards air this Sunday at 8 p.m. on ABC. Multiple reports have surfaced saying Meghan Markle and Prince Harry may show up as surprise presenters, though I think they're probably just there to confront Kristen Stewart about her Princess Diana accent in Spencer. You can also hear more about the royals on our sister podcast, Royally Obsessed, every Thursday.
0: Bridgerton's Nicola Coughlin is leading the revolution in the new historical comedy Seize Them. She will be joined by sex education star Amy Lou Wood and Lali Adafope from Strill. The female-led film is set in the Dark Ages Britain, which is a far cry from the flower-filled Bridgerton set.
1: So if you love Nicola Coughlin as much as I do, Bridgerton season two just dropped on Netflix today. Also, speaking of season two, And Just Like That has been renewed for season two on HBO Max. Sex and the City fans briefly rejoice before remembering two words, Che Diaz. But hey, maybe that means uh, we'll get a second season of our very own Pure Wow podcast. And Just Like That.
0: Oh, Phil, you're like Sex and the City insider.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, If you haven't already listened to this podcast, I'm going to put a little plug in there. You should listen to our And Just Like That podcast. And that means I get another
0: season. Yes. Download, everyone. I'm very excited. Finally, the movie trailer for Where the Crawdads Sing has dropped. Hulu's Fresh and Normal People star Daisy Edgar-Jones gives us a first glimpse at Kaya Clark in the film adaptation of Delia Owens' best-selling novel from 2018. Thank you, Reese Witherspoon, for dropping the trailer on her Instagram.
1: And also thank you, Taylor Swift, for dropping the trailer. Uh, I'm not even a huge Taylor Swift fan, but she Same. did drop it because her she has an original song in this movie. Yes. So before we move on to From the News, I kind of wanted to briefly just run through a couple of things about the Oscars and mostly where to watch some of these films. So you can check out on Purewell wow, our where to stream the Oscar nominated films article that we have up but so many of the best picture nominees are streaming right now. We have Belfast over on Amazon. We have Coda on Apple TV plus don't look up is on Netflix. Dune is on HBO max. King Richard is on Amazon prime video. West side story is on Disney plus. And if Ariana DeBose doesn't win best supporting actress, I will eat my headphones. Um, but check out that article. There's a ton more as well, but, uh, there's no reason you can't be prepared for Sunday's event because uh, they're all available to watch.
0: Which is so different from normal years. I'm so used to going to the movie theater to watch them.
1: You don't ever have to go to the movie theaters again. You can stream it off. I love
0: the movie theater, though. It kind of bums me out. (laughs)
1: Stream on, stream on.
0: (laughs) Exactly. All right, Rachel, tell me what you watched this week. The Hits of the Week. My hit is fresh on Hulu. It is a weird horror, dark comedy. Um, It stars Daisy Edgar-Jones, mentioned earlier in the news, and she plays Noah, who has given up all hope on dating apps. And then randomly, she meets Steve at the grocery store, played by Sebastian Stan from Pam and Tommy, and in Marvel as a Winter Soldier. They have a picture-perfect meet-cute, and he gets her number, they hit it off, they go on two dates, he convinces her to go away on the weekend trip, and when they go to his house, he... Okay, well,
1: Rachel, (laughs) I... I saw this, and so I know what you're about to say is a giant spoiler. Oh, my gosh. So I think we need a spoiler alert before we go any further. Keep calm. We got a spoiler alert, everybody. Keep calm. Spoiler alert. Stay calm. Stay inside. (laughs) That sound effect will never not make me laugh. So (laughs) we're going to play that as often as possible. But yeah. all right. So they get to the house, and spoiler, what happens, Rachel?
0: They have a cocktail. He drugs her. She wakes up in a room in his basement, shackled to the floor. Floor bed thing that she's on, and then he reveals why she's really there and his unusual appetite for quote fresh meat, which is human meat. (laughs) and yeah, so
1: I have a lot of thoughts about this this movie, uh, this Hulu movie. (laughs) Just tell me why is this your hit? I have I have questions.
0: Okay, I liked it because I just think the story between them is like very interesting. At one point, when Noah realizes that she is not getting out of this. Gorgeous house, by the way, basement. (laughs) And she tricks him into thinking that she wants to try this human meat. So he makes her this like lovely dinner. They're having meatballs. And it's just like this awesome like ASMR sitch of her eating hope. The, the girl and one of the girls that she's in the rooms with. And um, I just loved it. And it was it was very short, too, I thought. And I didn't think it was like a risk. So and I was mindless, like mindlessly entertained through the whole thing. I, I the whole time I was just like, what is happening? Like what on earth? I couldn't get over
1: it. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the, I guess the thing that you liked about it is maybe the thing that I didn't like about it. I mean, what I really liked about this film is that It sets up, there's, I don't know, if if you haven't watched it, there are 30 minutes before this twist is revealed. Actually 30 minutes. Because they don't do the opening credits. They don't show the the stars' names and the title of the movie until 30 minutes in after the rom-com section is over. Which is an interesting, fascinating choice. But I really liked the rom-com section. And then it switched (laughs) over 30 minutes in and I went, oh, it's not a rom-com. This is
0: a horror movie.
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: But, like it wasn't really a horror movie it was I don't know Sebastian Stan is just honestly I'll watch anything that he's in I will watch Sebastian Stan I, do
1: anything Pam and Tommy he's incredible yeah, as amazing Tommy Lee.
0: amazing I just I don't know he and there was also like this funky like dance sequence when they're having their teeth and it's like slow motion and the whole time I was just like what the heck is going on but that's why I loved it
1: all right. You loved it. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I I, couldn't get into it.
0: There are parts that I didn't like, which will be my miss soon. So you'll find out why oh. I didn't like Oh,
1: it. <laughs> okay. So we can get into this. Yeah. Okay, yes. great. Maybe
0: we'll agree on something. All right.
1: Well, so it's your hit and your miss. I like this. Yeah. Okay. So yes. uh, my hit of the week was The Thing About Pam. I don't know if you've heard of the show on NBC slash Peacock slash Hulu. It is the Renee Zellweger show, this new Renee Zellweger show. Yeah. It is so good. So it's a true crime story, which I'm super into. So back in 2011, just like a couple of days after Christmas, and this woman, Betsy Faria, uh, is found murdered in her home. And she's found by her husband, Russ, and he insists that he has nothing to do with this murder, um, but he's still arrested and charged. Meanwhile, her quote-unquote best friend, Pam, is the one who's like pointing the finger at Russ, and She was mysteriously the last person to see Betsy alive. The first episode kind of dives right into that. And Renée Zellweger plays Pam, who is this best friend of the victim. And... Uh, it's got a lot of stars in it. Josh Duhamel um, plays the defense attorney for the, the victim's husband. Judy Greer, who I love as mm. Kitty in Arrested Development, she uh, she's in everything. She plays the prosecutor prosecuting this guy, Russ. So there's a lot of things I really like about this. I love true crime, and this is a wild story to begin with. So this was on a, date, on a series of Dateline episodes, and it then became a podcast. So this series, The Thing About Pam is based on the podcast. It doesn't follow it directly episode for episode, but it's following the story. And the show tells the story in such a creative way. They Mm. use uh, a narrator, so kind of like for a Dateline special vibe, and they actually got the narrator from the Dateline specials, this guy Keith Morrison, who also then went on to do the podcast. He is the narrator of this show. And the vibe of it is, instead of it feeling like a Dateline episode, they Did you ever watch that show Pushing Daisies back in 2007 on ABC? I like Kristen Chenoweth and Lee Pace. So anyway, that had like a narrator that gave it a very quirky feel. And I really love that. It's very whimsical. So it's got this, it's true crime, but told in a very whimsical way. And in the very first episode, we're told like the main suspect is Russ. Hey, spoiler alert. They don't, they say this, not me. Russ didn't do it. And very mm. quickly, we're led to believe that Pam is the killer, which I'm not. Go- I've now Googled it. You should decide to or not Google because this is a real life case, and you will find out the actual real life answers. But the you're led very quickly to believe that Pam is the one behind this whole thing, and if you do Google it. You are going to find out, because I didn't watch these Dateline episodes, this story goes way further than what I've described and where they are already in the show. It is bunkers. There are (laughs) more deaths. Oh. There's a lot more that's going to happen. And I'm so fascinated by the whole thing. And that doesn't even touch on the fact that Renee Zellweger, one of the most famous actresses out there, is the lead of this TV show and is fabulous as Pam.
0: Wait, why did you Google it? Isn't well, that going to ruin it for I, you? I know,
1: but I really wanted. Well, I, I just wanted to know. Okay,
0: <laughs> I just wanted I to know.
1: Well, I guess I, I didn't. I didn't obviously read everything because I didn't want to give myself all the spoilers. Yeah, but I did want to know if Pam did it or if this guy oh Rust. I know it's the thing about <laughs> Pam, but because the show, I mean, the show does set up very quickly. It's her, so yeah. I just wanted to know. Am I an idiot? Like, is this? I don't know. I don't, it's not like I'm one of those people that reads the end of a book. But for for some reason in this case, I really wanted to know if Pam was the killer.
0: All right, fine. You can you convinced find out. Me though, I feel like the I information have to out there. Oh, it's so good. And I'm not going to Google it.
1: <laughs> you shouldn't Google it. You're right. Uh, I'll be the only one here with all the spoilers. And I, won't, <laughs> yeah. I won't give them to you.
0: Uh, The way you just
1: spoiled fresh for everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But I will say, so there also was a minor amount of controversy around it because Renee Zellweger is wearing prosthetics and padding to look more like this real life woman, Pam. And there was a little bit of backlash about like, why wouldn't you just cast a larger actress if it was that important to the role that the... Actress looked like the character or looked like the real life person. She had actually a lot of difficulty with the prosthetics because she's allergic to adhesive in real life. Shoot. So that was like a whole process. (laughs) But uh, it's unlike anything I've ever seen Renee Zellweger do, I highly recommend.
0: Okay, I'm going to have to
1: watch it. Please do. And before we move on to misses, because I know what your miss is, and I have thoughts, and I can't wait to agree with you. I also absolutely things we don't even have time to talk about because there's so much good TV right now. You have to watch The Dropout on Hulu, the Amanda Seyfried show, uh, where she plays Elizabeth Holmes, the you know Drop of Blood woman with the like the the turtlenecks and everything. That you have to watch. Life and Beth on Hulu is so good with Amy Schumer. She and Michael Sarah. it's like a very raw but real story. And it, it it's, it's Amy Schumer at her best, but without being like goofy like she is in so many of her things, which mm. I also enjoy, but that's separate. We crashed on Apple TV, which is the WeWork story with Anne Hathaway and Jared Leto. And then Windfall on Netflix. There's just so many things. Oh, my God. Uh, with Lily Collins, the star of Emily in Paris. And then Jesse Plemons, who is nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Power of the Dog and who's married to Kirsten Dunst. They're in this movie Windfall, which is like a very Hitchcockian uh, three-person movie about like a rich couple that stumbles upon a burglar. It's that's also really good. And it's only 90 minutes, so you can commit. I highly recommend all of those as well. And hopefully we'll have time to talk about all these hits down the line. All right, Rachel, what did you hate?
0: Misses of the Week. <laughs> okay, well, before I go into uh, why I did the parts I didn't like about Fresh, um, there was there's one other show. It's called The After Party. It's on Apple TV Plus. I'm only two episodes in. I'm kind of on the fence about it. It's basically like a whodunit kind of thing, almost like Clue. Like someone dies and they have to kind of figure out who who did it. It's a really, really good cast. Tiffany Haddish, um, Alana Glazer from Broad City, mm-hmm. Ike Barinholtz from The Mindy Project, it, Dave Franco's in it. Uh, James Franco's brother and it's just it's really really good cast and that always gets me but I'm just really I don't know I'm on the fence so maybe you could watch that one and we can circle back about it
1: is that my homework for the week yeah, I, to I, think check that, I think that should but be your homework party? it's its, okay. it's like it, it's easy to watch it's not and as someone who loves Clue and loved like Knives Out yeah. and all of those movies I absolutely love a murder mystery uh, challenge accepted okay but, uh, good can I also <laughs> say I love the way you described everyone who was in it you were like Tiffany Haddish from Girls Trip. Alana Glazer from Broad City. (laughs) Dave Franco, who is James Franco's (laughs) brother. I mean, because legitimately, I've looked at his IMDb before. He was in like Nerve and The Rental. He's like not... I mean, I know The Brother is canceled, but, you know, uh, Dave is...
0: that, that's he's his not explanation. The
1: A-lister that I think they were looking for, but anyway, yeah, he's very handsome. You're
0: gonna have to let me know how you like it, though. I'm only two episodes in, but we, we could talk right now. It's a it's a miss, unfortunately. But okay, okay. Anyway, getting to my real my real miss of the week. Go on, um, which
1: was also your real hit of the week. So which was a real hit of the
0: week. I know it's weird. Um, okay. So my thoughts on Fresh, since it was shorter in length, I felt like I there were so many plot holes, and I I wanted more. Like they went into this whole storyline about how you know ps he's married and has two kids <laughs> but his wife was clearly a victim of his because she didn't one of her legs was chopped off and it just did like didn't go into that and i want to know like how did he fall in love with her how did she stay married to him like what the heck <laughs> i just have so many questions there and i just i wanted to know like more about his clients like who he sold this fresh meat to you know like, they they just didn't like i'm happy it was sure because i didn't you know it wasn't a risk but then at the same time I, I, I wanted more. I wanted more. Like, what?
1: <laughs> I think it's this interesting thing that uh, I was just talking about with Windfall on Netflix that I think Fresh has the same thing, where it's these new, like, fairly lower budget films where we only have, like, minimal sets. Like, we're in a house. And mm-hmm. we have minimal cast where it's, like, two people. And so... Hulu and Netflix are like, sure, we'll green light this thing because we're going to like save a bunch of money because other than paying for the stars, this is like super low budget and easy to make. But as a result, that means we don't get to expand the stories beyond this like one little place. And I think sometimes that works because it can feel very intimate. It can feel like a very actor friendly, like scene steady kind of thing, which is great. And I think works really well in Windfall. But I agree fresh. It felt very limited. Like this should have been like a larger scope Mm-hmm. Kind of story, yeah. And instead, and I'm saying this as somebody who did not enjoy even this part <laughs> of the story, but maybe I would have enjoyed it more if we saw some of the backstory or why this person was like this. Or that's what felt very horrory to me. It was like if we only saw Buffalo Bill and Silence of the Lambs, you know what I mean? Like we just mm-hmm. saw the girl in the well and we just saw him, you know. Whereas like that was a whole much larger story around it, and we didn't get that. Which
0: yeah. I don't know. Also, he. He did tell Noah that he's a doctor, a plastic surgeon. So, I mean, obviously he has experience, you know, cutting people up. But is this fresh market (laughs) that he has? It's like his whole side hustle. And I don't know. They just didn't they didn't really go into that. And I was just curious, like he said that his clients were like the richest people in the world and all that stuff. So I just wanted more from that aspect. And that's why it's a miss for me. But I did. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I did kind of enjoy watching
1: it. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I think the thing that I made me realize that it, or maybe it made me realize about my viewing habits when I realized it was a miss for me is that I don't like to be surprised with a genre if that makes Mm. sense like i love a twist like i like i said i love clue i love you know knives out i'm super super excited to try the after party but i didn't like that the rug was pulled out from under me that i thought i was watching a rom-com and then it turned into something totally different i mean i i think there you can do that for about five minutes of a movie but even like usually there's hints like the music the lighting you know something is hurry about this like The opening scene of Fresh is her on the worst date of her life, or maybe not, maybe that's the point, but on a terrible date where she, it's just funny. It's laugh out loud funny, and the other guy is so comically terrible as a blind date that I wanted more of that movie, and then 30 minutes in, you told me that that was not the movie I'm getting. That just felt like, (laughs) I don't know. It felt like somebody wrote a a rom-com and then was like... I'm kind of out of material and don't know where to take these characters. Okay, what if he's actually a crazy plastic surgeon? I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. No, I get that. That's
0: uh, that's understandable.
1: Okay, so my miss of the week. God, was it a miss? Oh my god! So Deep Water is a movie (laughs) on Hulu and it stars Ben Affleck. It stars Anna De Armas. So Ben Affleck, Argo, fine. The Last Duel, terrible. His turn is Batman, terrible. And then this. (laughs) terrible but but for her she was in knives out she was one of the the bond girls in no time to die the most recent bond movie so her career trajectory has been like up 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 his is going down 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 and they somehow crossed in the middle and made this movie also while they were making the movie they dated so they i don't know if that's when they met but they Actually, we're a couple for 10 months. Wait, like months. in real life? Yeah, in real life. Oh, I didn't before know Before J-Lo, right before that, he was with uh, Anna. So anyway, wow. so they describe this movie as an erotic thriller. And that's like a term for me that is about as gross as the word moist. <laughs> erotic thriller. <laughs> that's clearly not my genre. Fine. Um, but it's based on this 1957 novel by Patricia Highsmith. And she also wrote The Talented Mr. Ripley. And uh, it's about Vic and Melinda. There's a, They're a married couple. They're deeply unhappy in their marriage. So in order to avoid getting a divorce, Melinda takes on a bunch of lovers and doesn't try to hide this from her husband. But he, and no spoilers here, may or may not kill her lovers. Hmm. And also there's a metaphor throughout about snails, where we literally see snails. So... I think those were the highlights uh, <laughs> that I just described to you. And I, I know this is not a, it's not a competition between J-Lo and Ben Affleck, but this movie is worse than Marry Me. And Marry Me was not my favorite. This movie makes Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas seem like terrible actors. It is just so melodramatic. They're so over the top. The script is so clunky. My partner Stephen and I were watching together. And he was like, he was so bad at Batman that they canceled the whole Batman series. And this feels like that.
0: Ugh, I just yeah. don't, I don't,
1: <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. I don't know why there's a snail metaphor. I, I. it actually, I think the thing it made me realize is I don't think I have to watch things till the end anymore. I don't think I owe that to Ben Affleck. <laughs> I finished it and I went. Why after 5 minutes I knew I knew. So why did I finish this thing? I don't I don't have to do this to myself Are you a person who finishes this stuff or no? I,
0: yeah, I do. I do finish things. I but I feel like if you yeah, I think you need to listen to your gut. If you didn't want to watch it, you need to stand firm and don't watch it.
1: Well, I'm going to do you a favor and not make your homework be to watch deep water cuz <laughs> oh, okay. it is not worth it. Don't do it.
0: I watched the trailer and I was kind of Honestly, like lost with the trailer, so I, I think I'm good, and I'm going to trust your instinct on it. And I'm also very confused about the whole snail situation, so yeah, we'll I just skip
1: that one. Just lost on who keeps me giving Ben Affleck movies. I think isn't it enough that you're dating J Lo? I think that's plenty. Right? It's fine.
0: Ugh.
1: Also on my miss list, and we don't have to get into it. Joe versus Carol, the Carol Baskin mm. and exotic Joe Tiger King show on Peacock. Oh, thumbs down. Oh. Clearly, nothing like Deep Water, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs>
0: I'm like what a weird name like deep water. I don't know, whatever.
1: And then okay, so in honor of it being the Oscars this weekend, we have our segment we'd like to call Classic Spotlight.
0: A stream on. Classic Spotlight.
1: Oh, I like that old timey, old timey tune we got there. Yeah,
0: it actually kind of like reminds me of my spotlight pick. So I, I'm gonna go first.
1: <laughs> okay. What is your classic spotlight?
0: So mine is Whiplash on Hulu. You can. It, so it was nominated for Best Picture in 2015. Uh, it lost to Birdman with Michael Keaton, which. Like I get, but eh. I I really wanted Whiplash to win. I thought it was so good. It's about um this young drummer who was discovered by J.K. Simmons, who won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for this movie and so well deserved. Um, he discovers the young drummer Miles Teller from the Diversion series, and he was in the Spectacular Now. So he is this jazz drummer, (laughs) and he gets picked to be in the elite jazz ensemble, which is. A big deal at the school that he's at. But J.K. Simmons' character is obsessive about music, that technique. He's like borderline abusive, I guess, with them, like mentally and physically, too. And it's just he like pushes Miles Teller's characters to the brink and I'm like not a music person. And the only time that I kind of listen to jazz is like when I'm in a Panera or Starbucks or something. (laughs) (laughs) But 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 now like knowing what goes into like a jazz ensemble, it's and I'm like, Oh my gosh, if this is like real life, I don't think I can ever listen to jazz anymore. It's crazy. But it's Whiplash is so, so, so good. And it's one of the I actually watched like on a plane one time. I, I just I love it. And I wish it won Best Picture. But but I'm happy J.K. Simmons won for Best Supporting Actor.
1: Yeah. And uh, to tie it into this year's Oscars, uh, J.K. Simmons is also nominated again. He's nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Being the Ricardos, where he played yes. uh, William Frawley, so, which you can also watch on Amazon Prime Video. And also, uh, the director of Whiplash is the same director as La La Land. So that mm. Damien Chazelle. Yes. Remember the Oscar debacle with the La La Land and the announcement? Oh, my gosh. I
0: actually have a story about that. Oh. <laughs> so Okay. So I... I'm really good at predicting Oscar um, winners, but so I had my Oscar ballot and I was like winning, like, you know, taking over everyone. And I was the only person who picked Moonlight to win Best Picture.
1: So obviously, for those who don't remember, you know, they announced La La Land and they were on stage when then they announced the actual winner, Moonlight. It was Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway and the wrong card was given to them. And obviously they... Read the wrong thing. I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was that they were given the Emma Stone card again when Emma Stone had won Best Actress for La La Land. So they saw La La Land and she said La La Land, but it wasn't that. Disaster.
0: When they announced La La Land, I was so mad and I left my brother's house that I was at. I got home and my dad was like, Rachel, Moonlight won. And I said, Dad, that's not funny. I just lost this Oscar pool. (laughs) And he's like, no, 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 like there was a mistake. And I said, dad, really? Like I I just lost $200 on this. And he's like, no, 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 no. I swear, Moonlight won. (laughs) So because Moonlight actually did win. And I was the only person. To okay,
1: so this story makes a lot more sense because there was money involved. I was like, <laughs> yeah. who storms out during yeah. an Oscar ballot? OK, so oh, yeah. clearly you are the person to tell us who is going to win oh. Best Picture this year. You have to tell us.
0: I mean, I think it's going to be Coda because they've just yeah. been kind of sweeping everything. But that would
1: be my vote, too. Yeah, that's a
0: lot of pressure. Don't put that pressure but on I'm me. I'm going to
1: jump on your bandwagon because clearly you know what you're talking about. <laughs> OK, <laughs> so my classic spotlight uh, is Chicago. The movie musical, which actually did win. So it won in 2002 for best picture. But and and right now it's on Amazon Prime Video, so you can watch it. And I guess it's a big Renee Zellweger day for me. Maybe that's just what I'm feeling. But so she plays Roxy Hart and Catherine Zeta-Jones is Velma Kelly. And it's based on the Broadway musical directed by Rob Marshall. So I love this movie and I. I know that it got lots of credit then, but I don't think it gets enough credit for exactly what it did because I think it mm. reinvigorated the movie musical genre entirely. It was so well done. And then after that is kind of when the musical kind of trickled into everything and even, you know, into TV. So we had like Nine, the musical, which was a movie. We had High School musical, we had Hairspray. But then we also started having the those like live TV musicals that, you know, all the stars wanted to sign up to do. We had Grease, we had Rocky Horror, you know, and then we had series like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which is a musical series. So, uh, you know, uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. It really kind of opened the door and said, oh, we can have a wildly successful musical again that isn't necessarily what, Moulin Rouge was, which was you know covers and like a super big budget thing, but this was like a truly you know this was a, a Broadway moment brought to the screen again and, and really I think reinvigorated all of that. And separate tie-in, Pamela Anderson, aka the subject matter of Pam and Tommy, is coming to Chicago on Broadway.
0: Yes. Now, it, know, good for her. 12th. Yeah, now so April twelfth.
1: Yeah, she's really having a resurgence, and I think it's rightfully earned after what she is, what she clearly went through. Yeah, as we see in Pam and Tommy. But that fictional show on Hulu is giving her all this uh, well-deserved attention. So she's coming to Broadway in Chicago. She's got a recently announced Netflix documentary coming about out about her life. So I, I think we're going to see a lot of Pamela Anderson. And I'm very excited to go see her in the stage version of Chicago the Musical.
0: I'm sending all the good juju to her. She deserves it. Yeah, she does.
1: <laughs> all right. This has been a lot of fun, Rachel. I feel like I've learned a lot. I feel like I have a homework assignment. But tell me... What did you learn this week?
0: What we learned. I learned that if Sebastian Stan were to offer me a meatball, I would not question it and I would just eat it. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I would.
1: I mean, to be fair, if Sebastian Stan offered me a meatball, I did it too. <laughs> I learned you can ruin Batman and star in crappy movies after that and still date JLo. Well, Rachel, this has been a lot of fun. And and I'm not going to let you get away with it. I mean, you gave me an assignment. You I know. What's my homework? I would like you to go home and watch one of the things I talked about today starring Renee Zellweger. Either you have to watch The Thing About Pam or you have to watch (laughs) Chicago. I want some Renee Zellweger reports next week. But you really should just watch The Thing About Pam. I think you're going to love it.
0: Okay, sold.
1: All right. Well, until next week.
0: Happy streaming, all. Happy streaming. That's it for Stream On! follow us on Instagram at shows and at PureWow. Please
1: subscribe, rate, and review. Stream On is a PureWow and Gallery Media Group production.